Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show with Richard A. Clark. He's the author of Cyber War and The Fifth Domain. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is also sponsored by CheapTranscription.io. Cheap Transcription offers 10 cent per minute transcriptions using our happy robots or 85 cents per minute using our human assistants. CheapTranscription.io is cheaper and faster than everyone else. CheapTranscription.io. Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Richard A. Clark, CEO of Good Harbor Consulting and an author of some of my favorite books on uh, computer crime, uh, cybercrime, uh, all kinds of great stuff. So I'm looking at all your books here on Amazon. I'm fairly impressed. This, this, is, a, this is two books, a, a book every two years, right? That's well, nine books, uh, <laughs> nine books since uh, 2014, but uh... The only two really focusing exclusively on cybersecurity. Ten years ago, Rob Kanaki and I wrote the book Cyber War, mm-hmm. uh, and now we're running The Fifth Domain, which is taking a look at what's happened in the last ten years and what's about to happen in the next three. So that's actually going to be really interesting. So ten years ago, you wrote Cyber War. Cyber War, I mean, even on the cover, you have a, you have a corded mouse on the cover. Uh, right. So it kind of shows the, shows a picture of a... Uh, that was our interface. We, we were sitting in front of the computer staring into it, staring into screens, and we had mice in our hands and keyboards. And now, uh, and I think if you look at Fifth Domain, it's basically uh, it's a little murkier, uh, I guess. So why don't you tell us about the book? Well, you know, 10 years ago, we said in cyber war, militaries, national militaries, are going to dominate uh, the threat landscape, both offensively and defensively. And nations are going to fight cyber wars against each other. Uh, and... That was widely uh, mocked and ridiculed when it came out. We had a review in Wired magazine that said, file into fiction. Well, um, so this book, you know, at one level, we've written a book 10 years later to say, no, 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 no. We were right. Militaries have dominated the threat landscape and increasingly so. But the other thing we said 10 years ago was companies cannot protect themselves uh, against this level of threat. And We were wrong about that Um, because what we say in this book is companies are successful. Some companies, some companies are successful. Um, You know, the old saw at at cyber conferences and workshops is there are two kinds of companies, those that have been hacked and know it and those that have been hacked and don't know it. Mm -hmm. We, We say there's a third kind today, and those are the companies that are resilient, that are not significantly damaged uh, by hacking. Um, That's not to say people can't penetrate the network because there's no perimeter anymore. But when they do, uh, there are systems in place that catch them quickly and prevent damage from happening. There's a long list of what we call the dogs that did not bark. Uh, We look, for example, at what happened with the NotPetya attack in Ukraine uh, that was the Russian military but it spread out and hit corporations all over the world as collateral damage, uh, doing over $10 billion worth of damage. Well, there were companies in that target zone, U.S. companies, uh, that were hit and nothing happened. And there were other companies that were hit and were almost completely wiped out. What was the difference? Uh, and, and there are several things, but one of the most uh, determinative uh, differences uh, is how much they're spending. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked to 
CISOs at major Wall Street banks that are running 50, 60, 70 different security applications, uh, hardware and software. Uh, and they're unfortunately doing the integration themselves because uh, 70 devices, 70 software uh, applications probably come from 40 different vendors. Mm-hmm. And it is possible uh, to secure yourself. And so corporations over the last 10 years have done a good job, some of them. Uh, and some of the cybersecurity uh, products uh, have done a good job. The people who haven't done a good job over the last 10 years are the governments. Okay. Uh, and we talk a lot about uh, the failure of, uh, of governments, not only to secure themselves, but to create the, the ecosystem, the regulatory ecosystem, and the, the intelligence ecosystem uh, that would make it possible uh, to defend more, more than just a few companies. Why do you think it's going to be important to um, to invest in that sort of thing? It, it feels like uh, it feels like the, the software and hardware are getting easier to use, but but harder to use at the same time. So, if I'm a company, if I'm a small startup, for example, and I need to secure some of my data, what would I do? I would basically keep it off the network somehow, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but in many cases, that's not that's not possible. Um, what are the best practices for these companies now, for especially for a smaller company? Well, for small companies, you know, part of the solution is not to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lots of managed security software providers, uh, service providers, um, that will take on all of your security role or part of your security role. Also, frankly, if you put your, your uh, entire network in the cloud, if you virtualize the whole network, um, you're going to be a lot safer. Uh, Amazon or Microsoft is going to do a certain piece of the work for you. Uh, and then if you layer in on top of that uh, a managed security provider like uh, you know, SecureWorks, there, there are hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. That's an example of one of the bigger ones. Um, I think the mistake that companies make, and frankly the mistake that government agencies make, uh, is trying to secure everything themselves, trying to be the security provider. Okay, what does uh, what does cybersecurity look like in in ten years? What do uh, what do governments have to do to uh, to survive this? Now the problem in ten years is that we've got new technologies. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got five G and IoT exploding, with neither one of them being secure. First, uh, we've got machine learning that's uh, exploding all over the place, and uh, that's good on the defensive side, but it's also good on the offensive side. Uh, and then finally, we've got um, quantum computing, which we write about in the book. We write about mm-hmm. all of this in the book. But quantum computing, we think, is going to come a lot faster than uh, some of the estimates. Uh, and so we're painting a moving train. Uh, while some people may be secure today, if you don't maintain uh, the technologies as they uh, advance over the course of the next two or three years, if you're not ahead of the curve, uh, you won't be secure in three years. Uh, I'd like to actually understand that. What is what is in your experience or in your research? What does machine learning have to uh, have to do in this case? Uh, are hackers starting to use machine learning to uh, to start penetrating? Yeah. yeah, they are. It's called uh, it's called adversarial machine learning, mm-hmm. uh, and what it does is it, it's a sort of fire and forget. Uh, you launch an attack. Uh, and the machine learning has a library of uh, attack techniques it can use. Uh, it does reconnaissance. Uh, it does penetration. 
uh, it tests the network. Uh, all of the things that a hacker would normally do and, and take probably days to do in some cases, machine learning can do in a matter of minutes. Um, and we have reason to believe, I think, that governments are already doing this. So there's a there's an arms race between using machine learning uh, in defensive technologies uh, and using it in offensive technologies. Is it going to be, have you seen it to, to be so seamless and, and quick that you can basically just press a button and these things just start digging through, uh, I don't know, uh, telnet ports and stuff? Yeah, really? they, they can. Uh, but, you know, on the other side, we've, we've seen machine learning advances as well that monitor the entire network, that take into account all the feeds from all the 50 or 60 or 70 different cybersecurity products uh, and make decisions very, very quickly. Uh, to stop an attack. Uh, so if you're not doing machine learning uh, products to defend your network, you're in trouble because someday someone's going to use machine learning to attack your network. Mm -hmm. And you can't operate at the speed. A human cannot operate at the speed uh, of, a machine, of a machine learning uh, program. So that's actually fascinating. So it'll be, it'll be basically robots attacking robots. I think so. Uh, and there'll also be machine learning... Um, not only developing attack techniques, but also writing code uh, and auditing code, making sure that code uh, is uh, flawless, making sure that the, the network is uh, secure at any given time, because networks can go out of security uh, in a minute after you certify them. Okay. What does uh, what does war look like in in twenty years? Is it is it all cyber war or is there still uh, no? It's still not humans? all cyber war. Mm -hmm. It's not all cyber war, but it's a lot uh, of cyber war. Unfortunately, the Defense Science Board and uh, the GAO have written reports after reports saying that our weapon systems, U.S. weapon systems, uh, are vulnerable to attack and vulnerable to hacking. And so one of the things we do in the book is we say, all right, what if a war took place uh, between Iran and the United States? What would that look like? And we run a little scenario that, based on facts, uh, what we think that war would look like. And after we wrote it, uh, then, of course, the United States did engage in the cyber attack uh, on Iran uh, after they shot down one of our drones. Mm -hmm. uh, we thought, oh, no, oh, no, before our book even comes out, <laughs> this scenario is going to play out. <laughs> so that that's actually so so we're so that was a that was a robot being shot down um by and then we came back with uh we came back with a, a almost a mechanical attack i guess in the same or cyber attack is is that the way skirmishes are going to happen i mean it seems like i think i asked this question again but i think it seems it's vitally important because at some point we're going to be looking at these things and saying oh we don't have to send soldiers into uh into anywhere anymore. We just have to uh, send a send a bug into into their nuclear reactors. Well, you know it, it, that's true, but at the end of the day, what it means is that we're going to send soldiers into a battle without any cyber support, without any information support, because their oh. GPS mm -hmm. systems, their communication systems, uh, all of the electronics they rely on will be disabled um, by enemy cyber attacks. Uh, and one of the things we talk about in the book is the Trump administration has devolved the authority in peacetime uh, to attack and penetrate potential enemy uh, weapon systems and networks so that in case a war starts, we can immediately hit a button and turn all their uh, machines off 
obviously the other sides are are planning to do that to us as well. Mm-hmm. So the the only solution to a to a cyber attack of of any uh, large intensity is to shut things down. Yeah, and to go first, uh, which is very similar to the old uh, nuclear sure. uh, strategic problem. And that creates crisis, what we call crisis instability. If mm-hmm. you have a situation where there's an advantage to a first mover uh, in a tense situation, the guy who pushes the button first and starts the war first might win. Uh, that's a real problem because there's a real incentive, therefore, to start a war just because you're in a tense situation. I know I'm sure this is apples to oranges, but is there a uh, is there a direct comparison of uh, cyber war to uh, I guess uh, the Cold War, um, uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis, all that uh, all that good stuff where we were in, where we were basically fearing for our lives from nuclear warfare? But is is there a uh, is there a similar analog here with the uh, with cyber war? There is a similar similar analog in that we think uh, we need arms control. You know the way we kind of took the temperature down. Uh, on the threat of nuclear war, strategic nuclear war with the Soviet Union during the Cold War, uh, was, yeah, we built the best weapon systems we could build, but we also engaged in negotiations uh, to create risk reduction measures, uh, communication measures, confidence-building measures, arms limitations, norms, international norms. None of that is going on now. Uh, We talk about in the book some ideas about how we should be doing that, Instead, the Trump administration has shut down the offices that used to be thinking about that. Uh, are they coming back? Not any time during this administration. <laughs> okay. I, don't think. Right. I was just, just wondering if we're going to be okay. Uh, the fifth domain, defending our country, our companies, and ourselves in the age of cyber threats. It's available. Uh, it's available. going to be available this week, July 16th. Uh, pretty excited to, uh, to share this with folks. Oh, I hope you'll enjoy it. It's, uh, it talks about not only how to defend yourself, how to defend your company, and also how we need to defend the country. All right. Excellent. Richard A. Clark, thank you for joining us on Technotopia. This has been a real treat. Thank you. Perfect. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp. is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp. loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com